0: The hangout automatically records you, so like I didn't realize, and I'm in a fran- I'm a frantic mess. Like you've I'm not- I'm not often like stressed out. I'm pretty chill, but I was like li- like really stressed out, and I was like, "This is terrible!" And I was like running around trying to figure stuff out. This is streaming live <laughs> on YouTube, by the way. And then uh, one of my friends, Hollis Carter, he messaged me and he was like, "Dude, do you realize that you're streaming right now?" And I was like, "Oh shit, man."
1: Welcome to Think, Act, Get with James Schramko and Ezra Firestone. What you think determines how you act, which results in what you get. So join in now as we discuss how you can think differently, act faster, and get high performance results in your business.
0: Hi there, listener. Welcome back to another episode of Think, Act, Get. Ezra Firestone here with my partner, as always, James Schramko. James, how are you, man?
2: Good. How are you, Ezra? I'm good,
0: man. I'm good. It feels good to be back in the tag box.
2: It does. I mean, you've been traveling a little bit and I've been running an event. So we're now back in our normal routines at home. And it's just like old times.
0: It really is. It really is. So uh, let's jump into this week's episode, which is on the topic of less, less. So there's a lot of things, people, opportunities, events in your life, and society will sell you that more is better, that more is what you want. But perhaps more is not always better. It really depends on what your goal is and what you want to achieve. So less, what is it? How are you using it? And how is it affecting your business and life? That's what we're looking at in this episode of Think, Act, Get. Nice topic choice. You know, I picked it after your event because, you know, you go to a, you go to an event and you think you'll come away from an event with like all kinds of things to do. But I came away from that event like having crossed out maybe like 50 things from my business. So... I'm glad that that theme came through
2: because you know that I've really been focusing on that topic and I've raised it at the last two events in particular. It's about what can we remove, what can we take away, and get really focused on.
0: Yeah. And you know, people will tell you that they can multitask and how that's efficient. But if you look at the studies, it's really not the case. Like if you're doing a bunch of things all at the same time, you're not doing any of them that well. And it might be. That you will get to all of those things eventually, but if you do fewer things one at a time, you'll actually be a lot more effective. And if you look at like aesthetics, literally less stuff in your workspace will help you work better and faster and more efficiently. There's a tendency to like build clutter corners and homage each of your products, but if you clean your workspace every day, have less stuff in your eye line while you're working, you'll do more efficient work. So it's 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 about fullness in the thing that you are doing. So doing less actually allows you to achieve more. Hmm.
2: And I imagine there's probably a limit, probably a point where you can have too little. Like uh, there'd be some radical examples of that and and we might explore those in this episode.
0: Well, I think we should talk about your one thing theory.
2: Yeah, so I've been doing this a long time, certainly well before the book came out,
0: uh, which is interesting.
2: In fact, can I take a little sidebar on this topic because it's something on top of mind for me. You can do, you can do whatever you want, bro. Lately, there's this thing where people claim credit for something as if they've just invented it. There's this guy going around who talks about that he invented the 7 Day A Week podcast. Only thing is he published that like a full year after I was doing it. But as far as he's concerned, he invented it. Now, I want to say that I didn't invent the one thing it's probably been around for a long time, single focus, single tasking. I know it's been raised by people like Rich Sheffren, probably Tim Ferriss, before I was really centering on it. But then the book came out, The One Thing, and now it's very popular. But this is an old concept. And and really, it's probably I picked up a lot of it from my grandparents. But they would teach me just to focus on one task at a time. And I th- I think I notice in my kids, a very young generation, they're been brought up on gadgets and they have this hyper attention thing where they need to be engaged all the time in something active or they get bored quickly. And there's this tendency to, you know, when I log on my phone, there's like a thousand apps that I didn't ask for. You can't concentrate on any one thing if you've got all this stuff competing for your attention. So uh, I think Rich Sheffron did the best work on this about the attention age. And what I want to do in every area of my life is really just bring it back to what is the essential core what is that one thing that is most important to focus on because you're not going to get to everything it's impossible really it's it's an unlimited combination of clothes sitting in your wardrobe let alone when you've got a blank whiteboard and a pen or a computer or a notepad you could you know the amount of things you could do is phenomenal but really it comes down to deciding on just one and then locking everything out for that moment. And probably one of the greatest examples of that lately, which you and I have done, is when we go surfing. When it's just us, a pair of board shorts, a surfboard, and a leg rope, and wax. Sometimes a GoPro. <laughs> Maybe, but not mostly not. When it's just you and the surfboard out in the ocean. No watch, no iPad, no TV, no anything else. You can't. You literally can't do Ten other things at once, you're just busy paddling and catching waves and, uh, and and that really strips it back down to the the core and that one activity for that one hour, I'm in another zone or well, that two hours or that half an hour. I'm just doing that, and that's how I get the maximum enjoyment and result from it. And then when I put the, the board away and go into the next phase, which is like podcasting now, this is all I'm doing for this hour. It's just you, me, and our listener. That is
0: what we're doing. I feel very special. (laughs) I feel special too. (laughs) Well, you know, I I really think it's it's so tempting to like, especially when we're so bombarded with all these different things we could be doing. But if you look at like what has you get good at something or get the most results out of something, it's like actually just doing that thing with your full attention. I'm curious though, are you going to name drop who this podcaster is? I think I have an idea of who it is.
2: (laughs) Everyone knows who he is. (laughs) But um, even after I've sent him a published date, he still has the story and just now it actually Makes me. Um, uh, it, it kind I can of, see that it, it irritates you a little bit. I think it's irritating because people, people
0: love the hero's journey. It's almost saccharine crafted now. We'll have to talk offline about that because I've got I've got something to say about that. Anyways, let's move on. You know, one of the, the decisions I made at the event was a huge decision for me. So I've been running this uh, mastermind group four times a year in the United States and. It's kind of, you know, it was great. I did it for a couple of years. I loved it. I love those people and it's awesome. But I made the decision Just I haven't announced this yet to the group. So it'll be published on this episode before I announce it to the group at the end of this month when we have our next meeting, that I'm not going to do that anymore, that I'm going to focus all of my energy on... My blue ribbon mastermind, which is really where my focus deserves to be. You know, those people pay me a lot of money for my attention, and uh, it's really not fair to them to dilute that. And it's also like things are scaling really quickly for me, and I've got to choose where I put my attention. And and literally four less trips a year, planning those trips, engaging with all the people. It's a lot, a lot. It's going to free me up a lot, and it's just one of the things that I'll be cutting. One of the many things that I'll be cutting out of my business that was really hard for me to let go of for some reason. I had an emotional attachment to it, but now that I've let go of it emotionally i just feel so free
2: well notice that that sort of holds back some of the older generation they had this intense tradition and loyalty to things like banks they would give one bank all their business forever and get screwed year after year because they would never have it would never occur to them to compare to a different bank or to to shop around because that would be you know, letting go of a tradition. And I noticed my, my grandfather was very traditional, my mother, very traditional. And I think they hang on to doing things, even if it's not in their best interest sometimes, because of that fear of breaking a tradition or, or the emotional thing of stepping away. But what I found, and I want to credit Dan Dobos for pointing me to this, there's a book called uh, The Tao Te Ching, is that Letting go or detaching from things can actually be very empowering. It's actually a relief. And then, and learning about the Buddhism when I was in Thailand, um, they think that's like Nirvana when you can be fully detached from from all the things that suck you into the world. Uh, and i and I'm really paraphrasing that, so apologies to anyone who knows a lot about that.
0: Well, I mean, no, I mean, I'm with you. I I don't actually have the desire to completely detach from the physical world. I know that it's like, uh, you know, something that people strive for and that the monks are after and all that kind of thing. But um, I really am seeing the value of having less things but being more fully invested and into what those things are. And so what I want to ask you is, and I'll go over this for myself as well, how many things do you have in your seven-figure business? You have like services and coaching. That's about it, right? Right.
2: Well, I see it as really just two sides to the business now. There's the side that requires me, and that's the coaching side. And then there's the side that involves the team, and that's the services side. So that side I've gotten a really good momentum on after four years of full-time team. They're very, very good. They're super competent. They run the business mostly themselves. And on the coaching side, I've got a little bit of help from having good communities who add a lot of richness to that. So I'm more of a facilitator and and orchestrator rather than the music player on that, uh, in, in many cases, certainly in one of the communities. And I'm most definitely uh, having to put a fair bit of input into the Silver Circle community, but that's probably my key learning area it's got my best customers it's valuable it's the most job-like thing that i do but i have been focusing just on doing that stuff but you like it though you like it i do it because i like it i don't really need to do any of these Uh, i could drop one of them and still get by but i do the things that i'm doing now because it's been able to be able to manage into the hourly commitment that I want to contribute each week to my business, to growing it and to sustaining all of the hard work that I've put in.
0: And for all of you internet people out there, we recommend that you install Rescue Time onto your computer and see how many hours you are putting in and where you're putting those hours in. Because I'll tell you what. I was floored when I discovered where I was spending my time. I wouldn't have been shocked to see yours because
2: I, I was like the bystander saying, Ezra, I think you need to pull back a little. Because you know what? I, I used to work really, really, really hard because we had this continuous need to uh, get a bigger house, or a lot of kids to you know get, get these things. And I had to work very, very hard to keep it. And I've just reached a point where, you know what? I just don't want to sustain that anymore. I don't want to do it. So I reconfigured my business. And I might add that it's still just as profitable, but I've been able to let go of things that weren't as useful for me to be doing and replace them with things that are much more useful for me to be doing. So you don't have to give up anything, just time, the time that you put it. And and that's the other thing that I've noticed. (laughs) Let's go back to our mystery friend. Some people celebrate hard work as if it's some badge of honor. You'll see this especially from ex-military people that they would say that working 100 hours a week is some kind of heroic act and I think it's absolute stupidity and it's a way to, to get to your deathbed faster. I think that you've really got to moderate the amount of time that you are hardcore working or you will suffer potentially burning out, becoming dispassionate about your job or losing the motivation or the reason why. I think what happens, I see this in other people, ego kicks in, that little greed gland triggers. Suddenly they want to have bragging rights at the next conference that they're doing X million dollars a month or whatever. And they actually lose the human that they were when they started or whatever that original reason was. And I'm really getting back to who am I and why do I want to do this? How do I want to live?
0: Well, that's the question. Is It's like what kind of lifestyle do you want and what kind of work life sets you up to have that lifestyle? I mean, work is fulfilling. You want to work. A, I want to work a certain amount, that's for sure. But I know that I don't want to work more than about six hours a day. That's kind of like the amount of work that I'm interested in doing every day and in order to set myself like I don't have to work more than six hours a day I don't have to, I'm doing more than that now because I have a lot of projects on but I'm scaling that back so that I am in that six hour range because it's like I want to make a lot of money, and I am making a lot of money, but I also want a certain lifestyle. And I think that we do get sold that hard work is where it's at, and that the harder you work, the better person, you know you're a better person if you sacrifice yourself for your family. But really, you're not. you're miserable. You're unhappy. Your family's not in- interested in hanging out with you because you're not happy. So like you've got to be paying attention to that. And people who are starting businesses often want to, like do a million things and go and try to get press and do all this stuff instead of just like setting up their offer and driving traffic to it. Like,
2: yeah, it's, it, people really overcomplicate business, like significantly overcomplicated. And again, I see little fan, a lot of big mind maps and amazing funnels and all sorts of crazy tricks and tools. But I find, I mean, lately I switched my weekly webinar to monthly for one of my communities because I don't have that much to talk about each week that's changed. I actually want to slow down their metabolism. For new things and to increase their ability to create and to use the the few things that they've got that that they need. They really just need a way to build an email list and a way to create great content and a way to have a fantastic offer that looks at a long-term recurring proposition and they're going to have a wonderful business.
0: You know, it's the fundamentals. Like in terms of marketing, look at what Apple does. They do less. Like you have to think about the way that it feels to absorb information. If you're looking at something I and mean, then your eye has to battle with it, it's going to be hard to consume that. But if you go to a web page like Apple's web pages and it's like really simple, there's one thing on there, it's like it's all about the fundamentals really when it comes down to it.
2: Yeah. So when you're talking about less, really the most important thing is to get down to the core and strip away all the other stuff and a great resource on this is perry marshall's book the eighty
0: twenty something or other marketing something or other yeah it's a, and if you know it's sort of
2: a businessy book but what it really shows you is is that you can take this concept to the next level and and we've talked about this before, but I worked it out and I figured that 4% of the things that you're doing result in 64% of your outputs. So just 4%. And and I'm always just thinking, well, what's the 4%? If I, if I didn't have the 96%, if I didn't do 96% of the stuff I'm doing or have 96% of the relationships or 96% of the material things, I could probably get 64% of my lifestyle from 4% of of the things you know and then you look at it it's probably true i'm getting 64 percent of my enjoyment from like a couple of surfboards and they represent only four percent of the things that i own but i <laughs> use them a lot
0: and i enjoy the heck out of them well let's like let's quickly before we before we move on in this episode, let's look at food. If you are into cooking at all, you'll know that like generally when you're seasoning something, it's like one seasoning and then a couple other accenting seasonings. Let's look at style. De- uh, well, depends, it it depends, depends where you are, right? That's true. But but it's sort of a fundamental rule in cooking is that like one seasoning is better, right? And then if you look at style, like like notice all of the fashion trends well, at least all the good ones, in my opinion, are like simple, you know, like a simple color and like a pair of jeans, right? So simple tends to be better.
2: Well, most designers are running around in black t-shirts, you know, in the ad worlds and the arty people. And then in Italy, the food is so simple and so amazing. At a truck stop, you're going to just get a piece of bread with tomato and a little herb sprinkled on it. Like, Not these big, fatty, stupid burgers with a thousand kilos of um, fat and grease and salt and sugar. You just get simple, (laughs) elegant, locally produced food. It's just amazing.
0: So, listener, we want you to pare down. We want you to do less stuff. We want you to look at what's working for you and focus on that. Don't start new things. Maximize the one thing that you have that's working for you because I'll bet you it's not at where it could be. Like if if you just sat down and focused on that one thing that was doing well for you in your business, I'll bet you could take a little bit further. So with that said, we're going to roll Carol and we're going to go into the weekly willpower wager. Weekly willpower wager. So this week on the weekly willpower wager, what we want you to do, we want you to try this for a single day when you're sitting at your computer, have only one window on your browser open at any given time for a single day. Hold whole day. You can only have one window open at a time. See what that does for your concentration. Nice. Yeah, just um, try putting it on a different device too if that's
2: been your, your restriction.
0: And now we're at news and updates. James, do you want to take us through what we got? That was my best radio voice
2: uh, tr- attempt. Well, that was pretty good. I'll just say, Ezra, yes, that was really good. I want to su- support you for that for trying. Thanks,
0: man. <laughs> yeah, that's that awesome. <laughs> so, got a smart market alive. Okay, so this is the thing. This is one of the things that I decided after being at your event. What am I trying to do? Like four events a year for? I'm going to do one event every year. I'm going to have it be the best event that I can possibly have it be and not dilute my efforts in that area and and reduce the amount of travel I have and focus my community into one place. So it is September 25th through 27th, 26th and 27th, actually the 25th will be Blue Ribbon Day. And that's going to be in San Diego, California. And hopefully I can convince James Schramko to come speak. I don't know, but I'll work on that. But there's going to be lots of good speakers. It's going to be cool if you're a think, act, get listener and you're interested and you're in the States. Then you're definitely going to want to come down to that. I'll have it up on Smart Marketer sometime in the next week or two. But I'm excited about it. That's very cool. And, and you
2: know, I've run a live event most years, and I highly recommend that format. If you have a community, super good idea.
0: Well, I mean, I told. Totally, I mean, I'm, there's no. It's not a coincidence that after coming back from your event that's structured the same way that I'm doing this. So,
2: well, that's um, that's what we uh, we look look at. I'm, I'm flattered that uh, you think it was good enough to to um set one up because i think that the last event that that i ran i was really happy with it the community are happy with it that's why i'm happy with it it doesn't really matter i mean if it if it was up to me if it was just me i probably wouldn't need to run an event like that but i do it for the community and if you have your heart in the right place magic things happen did you see the behind the scenes video i posted on facebook today no, because I was surfing, but I'll go and have a look. I, I only spend 10 minutes on Facebook every day, <laughs> it's part of my less, <laughs> but I'll go and have a look. Uh, so now that I know it's there, I'll I'll have a look. Uh, you know, in between cat videos, I'll go and check it out. So, kickingback.com, it's another podcast that I have with uh, Joel Osborne, who is actual comedian. And this is a it's sort of one step further removed from business than Think at Get, which is one step further removed than Superfast Business and Smart Marketer. So I'm really just trying out the, uh, you know, some new space in my life, I'm pairing up with a comedian. And, and no offense, Ezra, you are quite funny, but having an actual comedian has been really instructive. The way that he sets things up, the way that he prepares, the way that
0: Well, I'm not deliberately funny. I'm just goofy and weird. (laughs) This guy's like actually deliberately like funny. I might be like funny sometimes because I'm out of the box, but. Well, he's professional funny. Yeah. He's he's
2: on another level.
0: He's actually funny.
2: So it was a good deal for me to be able to hook up with him on a podcast. And I've also got another podcast that I've started. and, And ironically, we're on the episode where we're talking about less.
0: And. It sounds like I'm just adding more stuff, but what I have done… So you've got Kicking Back, Super Fast Business, Think, Act, Get, and there's a fourth now? Think, act, It's Freedom Motion. Well,
2: there's, well there's, there's Freedom Motion, Super Fast Business, Think, Act, Get, Kicking Back. So I'm adding my fifth one, but it's because I, I've literally dropped 10 hours a week off my working week.
0: What, what's the um, fifth one?
2: fifth one is called Sales Marketing Profit or SMP. And Who's it with? Taki.
0: Oh, that's incredible. So that, you guys are going to be a hell of a team. That will be a fun podcast. And, and
2: just on topic here, the reason I'm doing podcasts is of all the things that I do, I enjoy doing podcasts. I like to speak and I like to, to talk and have uh, interaction with the community. They're good for business. And it's the preferred medium for me. So that's why I do it. But it means I'm just not going to do other stuff. I'll probably have less clients in the retail space or I'll uh, spend a little less time somewhere else and I'll re-divert that time to here. So, I'm not adding, I'm actually removing other things but replacing them with something that I think is good. And I've got such a good momentum with podcasts that when I syndicate them all and share them and co-opt them and that they're all going to benefit. So it's it's a
0: good idea, I think. Yeah, I I mean, look man, podcasts is where all of your best customers are coming from. So it only makes sense. That's really cool. I'm excited about that podcast. I don't often get excited about podcasts, but I will listen to a podcast with you and Taki. Well, it was formulated over breakfast
2: burritos after a nice surf yesterday. <laughs> We've been talking about it for a while, but I was, I was floating around out there. I'm like, oh, I've got a domain I registered in 2006. It's perfect for what, what we want to talk about. And I'd actually built a website for him that he didn't need anymore. So I thought, you know what? We'll put that website on this domain and we'll have a podcast and it should all work out just great.
0: All right. So that's exciting. And when's that coming out just quickly?
2: Site's being built now. So I would expect that the podcast will come
0: out in May. Sweet. All right. So I think that's it for news and updates this week unless you have anything that's not on the list. Actually, like I I literally don't have anything in my
2: calendar except for a couple of travel Trips.
0: To, I'm going to the
2: Philippines at some point,
0: and, and the USA. Well, we. Well, you know, we should actually mention Think Act Get Lifestyle Business Retreat, which will be pretty cool. And maybe we should just use the same video that we created from the last one. <laughs> I don't know. We could. We could probably get a much better video
2: now. We could get some GoPros going on or something. But I think you know one big change from last time to this time. That last time we went on the retreat was when I learned to surf, and this next retreat i really want i want to go to i want to go surfing i definitely want to go surfing
0: we'll we'll take you back out to the same spot and we'll see oh, how you go uh,
2: a year it's going to be an unbelievable change like
0: unbelievable change i can't wait man all right so let's move on we've got some speak pipe voicemail comments so one of the things that we encourage you to do is engage with us let us know what you think we're doing this show because we want to know how you feel and how this stuff affects your life and what you're into and so um we've got gosh, five, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, I can't count, one, two, three, four, five, six. Six messages here, and we're gonna play them. The first one is from Buck, so we'll roll Buck's message. James, Ezra, Buck Risby here. I really enjoyed your presentation from the traffic and conversion event Look forward to catching up with you guys later. Just trying out the speak pipe stuff. Very cool. Talk to you later. Bye. All right, that was Buck Risby. I like Buck, man. I didn't realize that was Buck. You know, Buck's a marketing legend. For those of you who don't know, Buck he's a he's a baller. A baller. You might have to explain that. Baller is like a lingo term for just like a, I guess a cool dude or a you it's know like a, a heavy hitter, high roller. Yeah, he's you know he's 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 Buck Risby, baby. No, I mean, Buck's cool. He runs a company um, with, a, with another friend of ours, a friend of the show, and they do very well, and he's just been in the game a long time. So it makes me happy when, when people who I respect listen to our show. I love that.
2: Yeah, he's been around, uh, well, since, since I had a job, I've known Buck <laughs> six years, and uh, he's a super cool dude. Actually, he lost a lot of weight one year. He really got into the fitness, so I like that. He's probably right in the, the Think Cat Get demographic. Yeah, he's perfect for our show. Uh, so it worked.
0: <laughs> speak pipe yeah. worked, Buck. There you go, Buck. All right, the next uh, speakpipe that we have is from Christian, so we will play that now.
1: Hi, James. Hi, Ezra. This is Christian Murphy from Brussels in Belgium. Ezra, I have to thank you for making me stay up till 2 a.m. to attend your media buying webinar um, the audio failed, and I could just imagine you rushing around trying to find alternatives like Google Hang Up and stuff, and you must have been so stressed. Anyway, um, i got to thank you because I got a ton of stuff done while I was waiting for it to start, and I've just recently started getting into internet marketing, and um, but recently found out that the safe job I thought I had is, is not so safe, so it's the kick up the arse I needed to get producing content and um, so anyway got a lot of that done tonight I also have to thank you Ezra for the busting loose from the money game book it's uh, it's awesome as you guys would say and before I, I hit the sack I thought I'd just send you a speak pipe and tell you I thought yeah, I think your show is, is a huge inspiration and I would like to try and roll Carol off the weekly willpower wager top spot with my my best scottish accent so here we go weekly world power Reacher. thanks guys keep up the great content and i'm looking forward to the web the webinar ezra cheers bye-bye oh <laughs> oh christian
2: wow what can i say oh my god <laughs> we- <laughs> A yeah. little bit of distortion yeah. there, but we have to try that, that weekly was, willpower wager. That was pretty intense, wager. <laughs> uh, Right, run it past our audience. <laughs> what do you think of Christian's weekly? Well, we, let's have a showdown. That's some uh, competition. So we'll, we'll, like right here, we'll ask Tita to insert the two weekly willpower wagers. So first we have Carol.
1: Weekly willpower wager.
2: And now we have Christian. Weekly
0: willpower wager.
2: What do you think, listener? Which one should we run on the <laughs> next one? Oh. So, Ezra, oh, tell dang. me about this hangout that you're doing, this famous hangout where people were waiting. Cause-
0: okay. It, it was horrible. It was embarrassing. It was terrible. So what happened was – this was like, all right, I spent like all of 2013 building up this community and, you know, owning the race course and all this stuff, right? And I got this community of followers who follow my content. It's really cool. They like me and makes me feel good about myself. And so this was the first time. And I also really enjoy sharing stuff with them and I share good stuff and all that. So this was the first time that I was going to run a webinar to my community of people. I got, what, I don't know, 8,000 people on my email list, something like that. And so I emailed everyone and I got like 200 people to register and then I ran a bunch of Facebook ads and I got another like 400 people to register. I had like 600 people registered for this thing. We get to the night of the webinar. I have 300 people live on the, on the line and I pull up the thing and no one can hear me. They can see my slides, but they cannot hear a thing I'm saying. So I'm like, hang tight. Don't worry. I'm like typing onto the screen because they can see the screen. Like we're trying to figure this out. We're calling GoToWebinar and all stuff. And it's like 15 minutes in and I still have 280 of the 300 people. They haven't heard a word because I can't say anything. So then I say, all right, we're going to start a Google Hangout, and we're going to do a Google Hangout. And then I set the Google Hangout up wrong, so only 10 people can get into that. And then I have this screenshot that's like, GoToWebinar is broken. We're going to a Google Hangout. And then I had this lady who's a Google Hangout expert who took a picture of that and posted it on Facebook to her community of Google Hangout people, and they're all making fun of me and talking about how happy it makes them that GoToWebinar is failing and stuff. So it was just really embarrassing and horrible, and I ended up having to cancel it. And I literally cried. I cared that. I was like that sad that I screwed this thing up, because it turned out that it wasn't that GoToWebinar was broken, it that I had set the webinar up wrong. <laughs> so you know, that was, a, that was really, really devastating. And, and I could have just quit there and, and just packed up my bags and gone home, but I decided to not give up. And reschedule the webinar and do a whole bunch more Facebook ads and retweak the funnel.
2: So this whole – didn't you have someone saying, hey, dude, you're you're recording yourself on Hangout?
0: Oh, then – yeah, that's the other thing. So we started the Google Hangout. I forgot about that. God, I just wanted to forget that part.
2: (laughs) I can't forget it because it's
0: frightening. We start the Google Hangout. Only 10 people are on it but the hangout automatically records you so like i didn't realize and i'm in a fran- i'm a frantic mess like you've I'm not i'm not often like stressed out i'm pretty chill but i was like li- like really stressed out and i was like this is terrible and i was like running around trying to figure stuff out this is streaming <laughs> live on youtube by the way <laughs> And then uh, one of my friends, Hollis Carter, he messaged me and he was like, dude, do you realize that you're streaming right now? And I was like, oh, shit, man. I didn't realize that. So, yeah, I streamed, uh, the whole thing was streaming live. It was like as bad as something could f- up, pardon my language. Like, it could not, you could not mess this thing up worse than I did. And it's funny because I'm like supposed to be the guy teaching people how to like do business stuff. And I, that's can't. the
2: golden lesson here. This happens to everyone. This is, a, it's like the most, Simple
0: things can screw up seasoned professionals. It was hilarious, and it's like I have literally run probably, you know, several hundred, if not more, webinars in my career. But significant—I mean, I have run so many of these things. So, anyways, what happened? I'll tell you the the rest of the story is that I decided to go back. Rework all the webinar slides. Rework the sales funnel. I ran it the next week. Actually, ended up with seventeen hundred people registered and ended up selling about a hundred grand. Actually, more than that, hundred and some odd grand worth of the product, and it was great and everyone loved it. And so it, I, you know, it ended up working out in the end. But it was devastating while it happened. <laughs> well,
2: thanks for sharing that, and I, I and I think it's. As frightening as it must have been, it's good to laugh about it now.
0: It was like truly devastating. I was I was distraught for an entire day. I didn't know what to do with myself.
2: Well, Christian liked the course by the sound of it. Yeah, well, he it was a good webinar. Thanks, Christian. He liked your book recommendation, and also he raised a great point that you know you might think a job is safe, but it's just the riskiest thing ever. I mean, literally, when you ran a webinar to sell traffic training you are getting paid by lots of different people. So your risk is spread. When you work a job, you generally get paid by one person. So I hope that some of the lessons in ThinkCat get inspire people to actually get paid by more than one person. That's a really important thing. And so that's the opposite of less in this case. Get paid by more people so you have less risk.
0: And we will now play Dave. Dave left us a message. Let's play Dave's message now jimmy james shrammelama ding
2: dong Co and ezra the Ecom bomb firestorm what's crackalacking guys this is dave newgas here just want to reach out for a moment and say thanks for knocking out these podcasts there you know it's really cool that you guys take the time out of your day to uh, you know put these things together for us the, the topics are absolutely spot on uh, you guys are uh, you guys are really doing a good job for uh, for yourselves and, uh, and for all of us other people out there listening and soaking in uh, the information and expertise that you guys offer. So, anyways, just wanted to reach out and say a thank you. You guys uh, you guys are awesome at what you do. Keep doing it. Have some fun. Adios. Nice. So, Ecom Bomb Ezra.
0: Yeah, was Shrammel. he called you and Ding Dong. I haven't even gotten that far, bro. <laughs> uh, uh, that
2: was just a nice thank you. And, and um yeah, that's cool. It's, it's good to see that you know someone's getting something from the, the topics are spot on and you
0: choose the topics. So good job. Thanks, dude. Yeah, Dave's a good man. He proof went through my last course, Brown Box Formula, and I'll probably ask him to proof go through my next course, which by the way, that should have been on news and updates. I've got a launch date for my new course, which will be launching on the first week of August. So um, that'll be exciting. Uh, and that'll be a big deal for me and it'll be one of the perhaps the last big launch that I do we'll see i imagine that it might be based on some of the conversations i've been having with james lately so it'll be <laughs> i might get flamed in the forums <laughs> there's a thread if you guys are not a part of superfast business i will tell you there is a thread in there that is worth being a part of the forum just to be a part of that thread because it's freaking hilarious. I haven't caught up on it in maybe about a month. I got to go in and catch up and see what all the rage is. I like gossip. I like to know what's going on. I like to keep my ear to the ground. And uh, if you're into gossip and that kind of stuff, then uh, this is the thread for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know,
2: like I've been watching who's joining lately. There's a big, heavy hitter names. A lot of people who were super famous when I got online are now um, joining the community. It's a there's a lot of millionaires in that place, so i uh, really proud of what we've built there. We're very close to 1,000 members now. Incredible. Uh, should we have a listen to Jared?
0: Let's, um, well, let's, I, think, I think what we ought to do is hold Jared, Mark, and <gasps> Olivia to next episode. Olivia had such a good question for today's episode. All right, all right, all right. Well, let's listen to Olivia, and then we'll hold Jared and Mark. So we'll go to Olivia. We will roll Olivia.
2: Hello, James and Ezra. This is Olivia calling um, from Chicago. I have a question for you. You're so helpful in just the way you're breaking down just living a graceful life while running your own business. And one of my main peeves is just the volume of email that I am needing to sift through every single day. And I'm wondering if there are strategies that you guys rely on, um, or if email is perhaps not the best way to correspond with people, um, there's just, there are lots of different options out there. Sometimes I find just picking up the phone is easier, but I thought you might have some feedback for all of us who um, know you've got some tools under your belts. Love this podcast. Thank you so much for putting it out there.
0: Bye. Oh, okay, yeah, That's such a good question, Olivia. Really, really good. And, and I've, can I go first, James? Go for it. All right. I recently signed up for a service called unroll.me, unroll.me. I I went from having like 300 emails a day to like 25. It just got me off every single automated email list that I'm on, which has just cleared up so much crap out of my inbox. Uh, I'm so excited about it, and it's incredible. And look, like... Look, we are business people, and a lot of the ways that business is done this, you know, in this day and age is through email. And I do find myself answering 15, 20, 30 emails a day, but I, set, I do 30 minutes in the evening, 30 minutes at night. So I spend about an hour doing email every day. But, and I'm looking at ways of, of filtering that and having a personal assistant come help me with it. And I'm looking at ways of doing less email, but it is still a big part of, of my work life. I do respond to emails. And one of the things that I've done is sign up for Unroll.me. And that's the one strategy that I have used recently to clear out my inbox. But I still do have a lot of inquiries. And the, the way I've done it now with Smart Marketer is um, I'm using HelpScout, helpscout.net. So all emails that come through Smart Marketer go into a HelpScout ticket. They're automatically sorted based on the subject line. And then my uh, personal assistant responds to the uh, certain ones based on how they're sorted. And then I respond to the services leads at this point. So what do you got, Jamie?
2: Yeah, okay. So I put a whole product out on this called inbox relief so uh, if you're in super fast business be sure to check that out now i'll give you the the top hacks right first one is if you're running any kind of professional level business get a help desk as ezra just said you've got to send your service inquiries to the help desk at any time we have about 500 tickets and there is no way you're going to run a professional business from your inbox so step one help desk step two unsubscribe from absolutely everything you possibly can and set up a dashboard instead so i've got a dashboard it's it's a tool called speed dash again that's uh, available for super fast business members and they can put links to everything that you need to go to so i don't subscribe to facebook updates i don't care if someone just tagged me in a picture I don't need that coming to my inbox so instead I just have a link to Facebook on my dashboard and I go and visit it once a day I have a link to Twitter I go and visit that actually I generally visit Twitter from my phone which will happen when I go to the coffee shop so I'm using a hit and run technique I go in I do what I need to do I get out but I don't let them send me emails Remember, your inbox is the to-do list that other people add things to. So you've got to preserve that space for you. If you want a quick tip, just type unsubscribe into your Google or Gmail search tool. And if you're not using Gmail, use Gmail or Google Apps. Get off those horrible Outlooks and all the rest of them. Uh, Type unsubscribe. You'll find all the newsletters and just go and unsubscribe from them. The next step is you set filters, so rules. When you get this type of message, send it to this, skip the inbox and send it to this folder. I only have a few folders and it's pretty much my sales folder for when someone buys something. I've got a support folder where I can keep an eye on tickets but I don't have them coming to my inbox. I've got a check folder which is anything important like a domain renewal but it doesn't come to my inbox and then that's pretty much it. So I'm I'm running it pretty lean and I get thousands and thousands of emails, like some ridiculous amount. I even did a post about this on Superfast Business of how you can see how many emails you're getting. There's a tool that shows you and you can see what the peak times who you're sending stuff to. Damn.
0: Yeah. You just threw it down.
2: Well <laughs> so just I'm passionate about this. I I having coached so many business owners, I can tell you without any shadow of a doubt, the number one killer of business productivity is bad email management because you might spend half an hour here and half an hour there as but i i'm pretty sure most people are spending 4 or 5 or 6 hours just trolling through their inbox and then getting distracted and buying things and they don't they're not creating anything they're
0: just consuming yeah it's crazy you got to get out of there you got to Get a help desk and and get off all those uh, subscriptions. And really, like I would imagine that if you just unsubscribe from all of your autoresponders and all that stuff that you're on, all those email lists, that most likely you're probably not getting more than five or ten important emails a day, most likely. Get off the list.
2: You don't need to be on it. Don't be on someone's list because you want to watch what they're doing. That's ridiculous. Don't run several email accounts. You only need one. Just port them all to one and have a junk folder where you port all the other crap to. But you really got to got to be disciplined about this this if there was anything that i could say that our episode would be more applicable to i can't think of it email is it have less email consumption
0: and you will succeed absolutely let's move on to the think about it section of the show james are you keeping your quote i will if if i can
2: find it (laughs) okay the more you know the less you need to say jim Rohn. i like that my favorite quote is less is more, on this topic.
0: And it really, it really is. I mean, but I mean, ultimately, if you just look, like, well, we kind of just went through that, so I won't harp on it. But yeah, well, with the with
2: the more you know, the less you need to say. I Quite often, think that uh, when I'm people watching at an airport or something, I just, or even sitting out in the surf, I hear people chatting, and I know the answers, so I just don't say anything.
0: I wonder if S I M P L . F Y is available. L I . F Y. simpler.fy. Mm-hmm. Go for it. I, I don't want it. <laughs> all right. So I interrupted you, but I, I figure you were done anyways. Um, I was done. All right. Mine says, two roads diverged in a wood, and I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. That's by Robert Frost. So I I don't really know what he's getting at there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, a completely different
2: that- topic. That one is about. That's about taking the road less traveled right and it it's about not being a sheep has nothing to do with this topic shouldn't have been in there my apologies uh, that's all right like i mean in in manly the road most traveled is the road out of here in the morning off to the cbd or the ferry uh, the least traveled one will be the walking across the beach with your surfboard you know at peak time 7 and and 5 i like to take the least traveled path and i'm getting a different
0: life than what everyone else gets because most people probably aren't happy no and you know what if you just reduce some of the stress you have you'll probably find yourself a, b- a bit more at ease in life so do less stuff james take us out of here all right
2: so this has been episode 42 about less and these think get episodes are where we're talking about mindset behavior and results so, our focus is really to improve your life and business everything is directed to you. You shape these shows. We listen to your comments. We play back your audios. Uh, we're molded by your suggestions. Less. There are a lot of things, people, opportunities, events, these sort of things in your life. Society sells you that more is better. More is what you want, but perhaps more is not always better. It really depends on your goals and what you want to achieve. Less. What is it? How are you using it? And how is it affecting your business and your life? That's what we've been looking at in this episode of Think, Act, Get.
0: Bounchicka-bow-wow. <laughs> Ecom-bom, Ezra. It's been ram, wonderful ram. catching up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> shram ding dong Oh, man. All right. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon.
1: This has been another episode of Think, Act, Get with James Schrenko and Ezra Firestone. For more tips and tutorials on how to grow your business faster, Visit thinkactget.com and join the newsletter. It's free.